ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 222 of the Finger Guns podcast. My name's Rob, Rob, Rob Roscoe. How are you doing? I am joined by the one, the only, Miles Thompson. Hello there. Hello there. How are we? I am very well. Now, I have something to say to you. Oh, oh. Okay. I know you hey, haven't hey, started Ahsoka yet. Uh-huh. But I will tell you this about episode four. Okay. It is the best thing ever. Is it? And if you and if you don't see it soon, you are doing a disservice to yourself, Miles Thompson. Oh, oh, okay. Um, is it worth me just skipping the second half of the Mandalorian and just going straight to it then? Totally. Yeah. Fuck okay. the Mandalorian. All right. Fine. I'll do that. I will do that. Fine. <laughs> I will. T- How long are the episodes? Um, they they vary from like thirty five to forty to fifty at the moment. Okay. I think I know something along the lines of what might be happening in this particular episode you talk about. And yeah, from what the slight spoilers I've seen, I'm, yeah, I'm ready to be hurt all over again. Just I said, while I was watching, I was like, oh God, I need some miles about this. I can't <laughs> say anything. This is incredible. <laughs> okay. I will put you out of your misery. I will actually watch this one because uh, apparently this show is good and actually worth watching. So oh, I, it's will, damn good. I will commit. Yeah, it is. It is great. How are you, though? Otherwise, good. Thank you. Other than the stress of the house move happening or not happening and sort of happening and being delayed and whatever, um, it's been an all right week, to be fair. You've got us some pretty good codes. We're packing stuff up. Yeah, just everything's happening at once, to be honest. So it's very busy. But um, yeah, otherwise, can't complain too, too much, to be fair. Just keeping on, keeping on. Some pretty good codes. I've got you exactly what you wanted. I know, honestly, couldn't have asked for pretty you know, good a better week. <laughs> this guy, I can help. Um, <laughs> nice, nice. Um, I'm sorry about the house move being such a pain in the ass. Ah, oh, it is. Um, it's what it is, mate. Hey, you're still in Taunton, though. I mean, ah, oh, it's really sad. Ah, oh. <laughs> you <laughs> get us for an extra couple of weeks. Yay! Yay! It's my birthday in two weeks. You know what I mean? Let's sort yeah. the shit out. What's going on? Exactly. Anyway, yeah. let's, let's anyway. Get on it. Anyway, yeah. Uh, George Thompson. Hello. Hey, man, how's it going? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good to hear. Very well. Had a nice, had a nice weekend off. Um, oh, me too. Rare. Lovely. Those things are, aren't they? Aren't they just? Yes. Yeah. Lovely, though, when we have them. How's the uh, cinema change right now? Have you quieted down a little bit after? Quieted down. Hammer? I feel like a fucking crypt keeper right now. <laughs> it is dead with a capital D. Um, not even the smash hits of I can't even remember what's coming out this month. Uh, is all the horror stuff? I know Expendables out now, like, is coming. Like yeah, the Nun two and all that. Oh, the Nun two, yeah, the Nun two did come out. Um, Expendables is coming out this weekend. <clears throat> Don't expect much from that, but I think the big one is maybe Saw ten. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, anyone excited for Saw 10? You know what? I actually am. Saw yes. Out. I fucking love the Saw franchise. It's incredible. I say okay. that. Everyone's like silent. It's like, it, it's incredible from one, two, three. Four's pretty good too. Five, six, seven, eight. Oh! Oh! <laughs> And I then, like the one where Chester uh, gets his back ripped off. <laughs> yeah, in, in like 3D. Five, <laughs> six, I think. It's, yeah. 
Yeah, the mm. first three are really good, to be fair. Big fan. Big fan of the Saw franchise. think it's an incredible. And yeah. what an incredible origin story for the horror films. The guy had a dream. The guy who's not the doctor in the first one had a dream about Saw. His brother or his brother-in-law convinced him to send the script to Lionsgate. Send it to Lionsgate. He went from broke to a millionaire in like a year. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's one of those, it's not quite the extent of paranormal activity in terms of budget turned into profit, but it's one of those like sort of like stories where it's just like, cool. it, yeah, cool story, yeah. massive profit. <laughs> yeah, he said that he only had like something like minus something in his bank, and then he, um, like looked the day after the premiere or something like that, and it was, he had loads. <laughs> yeah, good for him. That's awesome. Hey, he just went to the pub, went to the Winchester and just wait for it to all blow over for a uh, next <laughs> Is um that one with like the, the creepy hand, wasn't that made for like twenty pounds and it's made like two hundred million or something? Yeah, it's done all right. Mm. Talk to me. That's yeah. the one, yeah. It had yeah. everyone trying to buy that film. Uh and A twenty four just had the fattest pockets. I would have gone with A twenty four. They they probably got stupid money right now. Yeah. yeah anyway, this is a video game podcast. Sorry, Let's yeah. Let's talk I'm... about video games. Sorry, I, I, this deep part of me wants to make a movie podcast. I'm sure of it. I, I love talking movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, you've heard it already, but it is the one and the only cat. Hello, hello. Savior of the universe. Hello. Sorry. We've uh, got got you from your nap. Are you wide awake now? I am. I am. Thank you so much. I was watching Nintendo Direct and I was so comfy. It's just like I need to go to sleep. I need to go to sleep. <laughs> um. So so that I don't you know bore everybody to death on this podcast. So that's what I did. Yeah. Um. Had a little cheeky nap. Cheeky cheeky. <laughs> I love it. Sometimes you got to, you know. Yeah, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Sometimes you just got to. Sorry, though. Yeah. How how the devil are you? I'm so good. So good. I'm so Ouch. good right now. <laughs> yeah, you are. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. Oh, I am. I am Knuff. You are Knuff. And it feels good. Yeah, anywhere else I'd be a 10, but right now I feel pretty good. <laughs> feel pretty good. Um, all right, then, let's get into Game of the Week. We'll start from the top. Mars Thompson, I wonder what on earth your Game of the Week is going to be. Oh, gee, Roscoe, I wonder what it could possibly be. What big code could you have gotten for me this week, dear Roscoe? It is time to discuss Botty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that game's amazing. A yeah, solid 2 out of 10. Ooh, love it. Yeah, I, the only thing that could possibly be on the Game of the Week list this week. Mortal Kombat! It's Mortal Kombat! Yeah, my uh, Game of the Week, surprisingly, not surprisingly, is Mortal Kombat 1. And it's pretty fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, big thank you, Roscoe, for uh, acquiring that one for us. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't any trouble, buddy. It wasn't any trouble. You know it, it is. Yeah, it was none whatsoever. <laughs> no, I do, do appreciate the work you put in for this one. Um... Interestingly, Mortal Kombat 1 is quite like a return to basics kind of fighting game in a lot of ways. Um, so the story kind of reset at the end of Mortal Kombat 11. Um, 
And I'm going to say straight out, the campaign and the story of Mortal Kombat 1 is probably one of my favourite fighting game stories. I know the bar isn't high for them anyway, but it's genuinely very good. Um, it's well done. It's well voiced for the most part. Um, there's loads of like nostalgic nods to characters' backstories and iconic looks and moments that you remember, but have been slightly spinned on a little bit. And it's genuinely funny. Like, I think me and Josh both were just chuckling along to different parts of the game. And I would know the exact part that Josh was laughing at because I'd have already done it. And it's just really fun. And the final chapter is honestly one of the most like hype moments in a fighting game I think I've ever had. Um, the combat itself has been tweaked quite a lot. So they've gotten rid of a lot of um, like extra mechanics. Like there's no level interactivity anymore. You can't like throw an old lady at somebody anymore. Um, and gonna like um the kind of character variations where you could have different loadouts per each character kind of thing um which some people might miss but i think actually it's quite a a good move because mortal kombat was being accused of becoming too kind of flashy and artificial um so removing those was a good shout the new cameo system i think i'm one of the few who doesn't like it um and i've not come across many people who are using it particularly well in terms of like combos and online and whatever um, I think some people might like it more than me, but I'm not sure how good a mechanic it really is, and I'm not sure of its longevity into further sequels. Um, I'll be interested to see whether NetherRealm stick with it or whether they just scrap it all together. It just feels a bit gimmicky, and relegating certain characters behind it just feels a bit crap. Um, but the game looks gorgeous. It runs beautifully. It's just kick-ass, man. It's so much fun, and... The new invasions mode is like this weird grid-like thing where you work through multiple fights or test your mites or towers. And then at the end of the like grids, you have like a seasonal boss that you have to beat. Um, and that's going to rotate every, I think every two months or so. Um, they've just put a lot of thought into rolling stuff back, but making the core game so much more fun to play. Um, and even like pulling off combos and um, enhanced specials is so much harder, but more fulfilling now if you can do it. Um, and I've actually tinkered with the roster because Sub-Zero is not quite as good as he was in MK11. So I've actually had to go and experiment and find new characters to play as. And lo and behold, that's actually fun, getting to play as different people with different movesets. Um, so yeah, I can wax lyrical about it all day, but I'll stop there. It's amazing. It's well worth your time in getting. And NetherRealm have managed to somehow reset the franchise successfully. So what you're saying is I should buy it on Switch? Yes. Oh, yes. Definitely buy the Switch version over any other version. It is by far the superior option. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are listening to this and you have a Switch and you want to buy Mortal Kombat 7, don't do it. Yeah, please don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. Um, the port is very poor, unfortunately. I can't believe they're getting away with it. I reckon it might get pulled from the shelves, you know. It's very possible. And it's still 70 quid, which is hilarious. Oh, that's shocking. <laughs> shocking. Johnny Cage's face, though. The PS5 Xbox version seems to be uh, Switch as hell. So, um, to. Yeah, pick up Mortal Kombat One if you if you ever been a fan of Mortal Kombat. This seems to be um, the one. If you've kind of, I think if you've strayed from the series, this is the one to sort of get you back into it. I, I think. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. It feels like uh, I think newcomers might struggle a little bit because it is much more timing based again, um, and knowing your combos and how to juggle. Um, so if you're a newcomer coming back in, that might be a bit difficult to kind of go online and get absolutely battered to. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, for series players who have kind of drifted off over the years, this might be one that brings them back because, yeah, the return to roots of the story is just really cool as well. So I think lots of people will be coming back and quite enjoying this. What's the most twisted fatality you've seen so far? I still love Johnny Cage's. It's, <laughs> it just absolutely cracks me up. 
Um, I'm not going to spoil it too much, but effectively he just face plants somebody into, you know, like in Hollywood, you get the uh, the stars on the floor, like the plaque or whatever. The Walk of Fame, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Walk of Fame, that one. He basically just face plants the character into their individual Walk of Fame and then pulls their face off of said thing and then takes a selfie with it and he does a different emote every time. Um, I'm also, what was the other one that I really like? I think it is Raiko's or Raiko's. Um, he's like a blood-infused character. Um, his is pretty cool. And Baraka's is also pretty savage because he just guts them from the inside out and then he just tears out half of their limbs. So, yeah, there's some pretty good ones in here. Lovely. No wonder half of the developers are getting PTSD. Jesus Christ. I, I know. I remember reading that article and being like, damn, that's <laughs> some messed up shit if you're getting PTSD from having to make a fatality. That's rough. Indeed, indeed. Um, all right, nice one. Um, and the review is up now on thinkguns.net. It is indeed. Lovely Thank stuff. you again. It's all right, man. It's what I did. Uh, Josh Thompson, your game of the week. So I've been playing and I've reviewed a game that is called Gunbrella. Ella, Ella, eh, eh, sorry. <laughs> yes, who'd have thought that uh, just putting a gun in an umbrella would create such an awesome game mechanic. I've I've labelled it in my review. I've labelled it uh, one of the best game mechanics of the year, if not the best, just because of how fun and fluid and kind of in and like multifaceted the uh, the gunbrella actually is. Um, what the game is, um, it is the titular gunbrella. Uh, you are. Um, a father who's foraging in the woods and on their way home they see their but their house burning to the ground so they rush over to go get it to go save their fa- his family um and it's too late basically um and the only thing left behind is this grumbrella um and his mission is to seek revenge on whoever the owner of this gunbrella is um and yeah and it kicks off from there you it's described as like a noir punk um it's a 2d action platformer uh and i just absolutely uh i yeah i, I really enjoyed it it was it was it's a great game it plays awesomely um i really like the aesthetics uh the colors used uh the music is like jazz but it's a little bit like off pitch and off key and a bit weird um i think uh i was reading kind of from the game Little, the review guide and it's kind of like a, a SNES game manual that the um, the developers kind of uh, concocted this during the pandemic and their sort of frustrations at, at the world at the time they kind of fueled it into what the game is so like the themes and stuff of like kind of the world in climate uh, ecological crisis and isolation and stuff like that is kind of like prevalent in the story and um it's developed by Doinksoft, who have done Gatto Roboto and Demon Throttle. Um, I think the former is probably the one that everyone knows them for at, the, at this point. Um, and they're very like fun, whimsical games that have like a cool aesthetic. But this one, this time around, the I think they've really got like something to say with their storytelling and their execution of the game as a whole package. Um, and I can't recommend it enough. It's like three for three for me for doing soft which amazing soft. Name. <laughs> um 
But yeah, Gumbrella, uh, just an awesome mechanic, an awesome game to play. It's a little stripped back in terms of mechanics for like modern games. Like you'd think that the Gumbrella, you can kind of tweak it and uh, change its abilities or something like that. But it doesn't really have any of that that you can upgrade or anything, but it does have, um, you can increase the damage, increase this reload, and you do get like a plethora of ammos that you can find across the, the world and use them. So like saw blades, grenades, sticky mines. Um, so you can have a lot of fun with the gun. It also acts as like a defensive weapon, so you can deflect bullets from enemies and kind of parry it and hit them with their own bullets or um, glide, jump, and just everything. It's such like a fluid, fun game to play. Um, and yeah, uh, more thoughts on it on my review that will be up very soon, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, aiming for uh, tomorrow morning. It should be Tuesday morning as uh, we record this. Awesome. Um, so it'll so... be out by now. By now, yeah, sure. Right now. If you're listening to this. But yeah, yeah great game. Cracking. And does the umbrella work as an umbrella? Um, I mean, it, uh, you can aim it. So I guess because it's very rainy in the game, you could mm. aim it up at the sky and it will probably protect you from the rain. Um, That's amazing. But you kind of want it. You kind of want it more for um, shooting the shit out of cults, demons um, and the like that are in the game. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Cool. I just want to make sure that you can also stay dry with this AK-47 umbrella. That's cool. Thank goodness. Oof. Um, yeah, so that's going better. What's our one? What consoles is it available it's, on? Uh, only on Switch and PC. Okay. Cool. Well, maybe you have to check out the PC one. It does sound a lot of fun. Sweet. Thanks, Josh. And finally, Kat, what have you been playing this week? What is your game of the week? What is the best game Kat has played this week? Uh, do you know what? The best game that I've played this week is probably Party Animals. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I was in a, such a horrid mood when I played Party Animals that I was just, I was ready for distraction. I didn't think it would touch the surface and I laughed so hard Miles could hear me from downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, what fun we had. What fun. Look at us. Look at I, us. What I fun could hear we you had. from Miles' mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was I the funniest thing. Time. Was one time Josh was actually laughing because he could hear you laughing. <laughs> that, yeah, that final game was... was so epic. It was yeah, so it was. dramatic. It was like a showdown. It was an absolute showdown. Hold on, um, hold on, can't go no! through. Just what? <laughs> I'm gonna sacrifice myself. You hold on. <laughs> it just, it was a great game, and it, you know, the best way that I can describe party animals is like four guys in teams. It's like a different type of Fall Guys, uh, you know, instead the beans are like animals without spines. Even their movement is really funny, like you can't help but laugh at their movement. Um, there's lots of different types of games that you can play. I'm sure that we didn't even scratch the surface on the types of modes that you've got. Uh, well, I didn't either, I know you played it a little bit more than I did. Um, I just had a great fun, I just had so much fun laughing, and I even had a good time on my own, but I did have a better time with friends, and that's what I guess it's all about. And I think you can be in teams of like eight or some wild shit. Like it's so, mm-hmm. so, so good. Um, yeah, I had a great fun. I had, I had such fun. Um, there were levels where we had to stay on the bridge. Um, there were levels where we had to like stay on the plane and the wind would come and the froze, freeze would come and you'd have to like headbutt people. But to headbutt people, you'd have to like move your whole body because you didn't have a spine. That's just funny to look at. Like that was <laughs> constantly funny. Um, having like some giant fat polar bear trying to headbutt you. Um, 
I was the fat polar bear, by the way. Um, Ross was like some sort of like black cat in a in a black hoodie. Um, and so I could always tell. And then sometimes eventually I'm like, Ross, that's me. I'm the polar bear. And you'd be like, oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and I don't know if you remember in Super Mario Bros. Where like it used to drop items and used to be able to like throw a Pokeball. And then like flipping unknown would come out and shit like that. It kind mm. of has that mechanic too, doesn't it? Like it, it, it drops bananas and it drops um, like uh, bats and shit that you can like, I don't know, yeah. throw at people yeah, or like, an, like shoot absolute... people. An absolute pain in the ass to pick any of these things up, um, but that's all it part really of the fun. Is, yeah, um, I, I put in the um, the review don't mess with cat with a shovel. Um, oh my because... god, I was uh, give me that shovel, and I was I was knocking every and the thing is to hit somebody, he'd spin all the way around, which was just yeah. even funnier. <laughs> and you took out like five um, people on that, you took out like five I did, people on that I did. Shovel. I did, I incredible. did. Don't fuck with me. Yeah. I yeah. Um. So I had an incredible time. It was really, really good. Um. It's such a good party game, and yeah, well recommended by me. So that's my game of the week because it's sick. It's out now, isn't it? On everything, or is it just PC at the moment? Um, it's out this week on Xbox and PC, um, right. including Game Pass. Right. So um, yeah. Oh, there's no excuse not to play. It, you know what I mean. There isn't. Yeah, get some friends together. If you love Fall Guys, if you love Overcooked, if you love all those kind of games, oh, just play it because it's, it's, it's so much fun. I also have a bunch and you can of play Xbox. against other people. Yeah, I've also got mm-hmm. a bunch of Xbox. I've got a bunch of Xbox codes now as well. So oh. I don't know what to do with them because no one's got Xboxes. But we could do like a we could do like a little competition. So. Possibly, I've got to get permission from the PR to do that, but we'll see. I have you. I found which was um, but yeah, yeah, good fun, awesome. I mean, that is also what my is game your... of the week. Well, great. Oh, I'm sorry that I stole your game of the week. No, it's fine. Um, it's fine. Tell me, tell me about your game of the week. I'll pretend that I um, I'll like men in black myself, and I'll just pretend that I didn't hear or say any of that, and then you can tell oh. me and ask your game of the week. What is your game of the week? <laughs> my game of the week is a game called Party Animals. Yeah, I played that earlier too. Oh, no way. I think we did we play it together? Oh my god, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean it's the one thing I've been playing that isn't Starfield. Um, and so I'm bored of talking about Starfield. So Party Animals is it's gang beasts with very fluffy cute animals. And I don't know how else to describe it. It's gorgeous, it looks lovely. Um, it plays really, really smoothly. Um, the level design is fantastic. My favorite level, I don't think we played this one, Cat, but I was on top of a submarine as it gradually sinks. And you've just got to be at the top of the submarine by the end of the level. And it is the most fun I think I've ever oh had. Oh my God, that is wild. <laughs> that was chaos. You, you, sort of, you imagine just like standing up on top of the thing. You're, you're holding on for dear life and the thing's just sinking and you look so cool just standing at the top as it sinks, like Jack Sparrow coming into the port in Pirates of the Caribbean. That's how it felt. And it was really fun. And there's just yeah there's a lot of joy to be had in party animals i think you know if you are familiar with the physics brawler genre so something like gang beasts um party animals isn't going to surprise you it's not going to you know blow your mind and it isn't you know it's not a mind-blowing experience but it's a lot of fun with friends and it's well worth checking out, especially on game pass jesus christ um it's going to be a party favorite i think for sure um if people i think it's like four local with local co-op and eight online so, you know, if you have enough controllers, a local co-op would be such a fun night to play party animals. And 
it really, really lives up to um, what I thought it was going to be. It's exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's gang beasts with cute dogs and cats and side dogs, I think there was in there as well. Um, and there was just all sorts of things going on. Otters, uh, polar bears, like Kat said. That is true. And... They, they really do have to be careful of getting sued because there is a character in there that looks exactly like Psyduck to his like little hairs on his head and everything and the way that like his head curves around like he's not just a duck it is like it literally looks like a side duck doesn't it mm, it really does <laughs> and there's um i chose to be this black cat which had one of his costumes was like this hoodie this black hoodie and so he kind of looked like an evil sith lord and so that was my kind of like animal of choice throughout the uh the playthroughs and it's it is it is fun um, there's a couple of extra modes. There was the arcade mode. I think we experienced this quickly. There was one game that we played where we had to jump to an arcade machine and stay on there and get as many coins as possible while we were getting mm. kicked off the arcade machine by another team. Um, mm, which yeah. was it was it was fun, but it kind of the the kind of the internal mechanic of what's fun about play animals wasn't really in that level. Um, I think it's more fun to just go all yeah, out on each sure. other and just go crazy. Um, and then there was there's the um, the arcade modes. Which is basically pick up your person, throw them out. Like yeah, there's this level where you're in a cabin, and you got to pick up, knock out your enemy, then take them outside, and they freeze to death, and then you get a point. It's just yeah, um, it's very simple, very straightforward, but it, it, it was fun. But I think these kind of games are more fun when there's no rules, when it's just all out chaos. And um, the most fun, like I said, that last game that we played on that bridge was just it got to like nine or ten rounds. It got so epic, and yeah. We were screaming at each other, sort of like holding on so tightly. <laughs> and just, like, we're one point away, we can do this! And uh, yeah, absolutely. so much fun. Every team had won one, hadn't they? And then every other team had won two. Yeah. And if we'd have won, that would have passed to a tie. And then we won, so then we had like this like ultimate death showdown. Um, yeah, it was great. So good. It's just yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I think uh, my review's up now. I gave it a seven. I kind of think I should have given it an eight, really, because uh, I really had a great time with it. But um, I also gave Starfield an eight, and so I think that's probably why I went with a seven. Um, I don't know if it's quite on the level of Starfield. I don't know. I got I got very in my head today about it. But um, I think it is a seven. It is a high seven. I'll call it that. A high seven to an eight. Um, it is a lot of fun. It's free to play on Game Pass if you got Game Pass. No excuse. Go and check it out. Party animals. A lot of fun. Huh. All right, then. I think that's a review, gameplay, discussing about it on a podcast for 20 minutes. I think we've earned our codes, Kat, to be honest. I think we've done very well there. Jolly good show. Coverage, <laughs> coverage, coverage. We've got to love it. Coverage, coverage, coverage. We love it. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's get to the quiz with Mr. Miles Thompson. And hopefully this time it won't be so much of a dick of a quiz. Hey, last last quiz wasn't that bad. It was awful. Uh, oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, this one this one's going to be. <laughs> uh, Is it because I won? No, it was just I got like one or something or two. I don't know. It was bad. I'm pulling your leg. It's because Kat was complaining last week about her winning, <laughs> saying we hate the quiz, and she was like, "Is it because I won?" <laughs> so now I'm. Um, it's a throwback. It's got to be a constant thread of a joke throughout all the quizzes from now on. Like whoever I wins. throw back to two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the eon ago. Uh, yes, there is another quiz. Uh, it is 
um, a mix. Yeah, we're just going to go for it. Uh, I'll be ready. I should hope so. Yeah. Imagine you just ask the same question 10 times over. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be a I'll question be right about eventually. like. It'll be like an obscure RTS game that none of you will have heard of. And uh, yeah, we'll all just sit here on zero points the entire time. And that'll be a really shit quiz. Uh, okay, question one. Let's go. Which asymmetrical action horror game released in 2022 based on a popular horror movie and TV? Oh my God, people have already got their hands up. Josh. Oh, you said 2022, didn't you? I did. The fuck came out last year? Was it? Was it it about aliens fireteam elite? I am not talking about aliens fireteam elite. I'm afraid, Josh Roscoe, you have your hand up. Evil Dead. It is Evil Dead. Well done. I can't believe I forgot about that game. I thought it was going to be one of those. I was going to be like, well. let me finish. It took me a while. I like had a brain fart. I was like, it's not Texas. It's not Friday the 13th. Oh. Then I done it come out a million years ago and then I clicked. Yeah. thought I'd just throw it's it into the world. I love you. <laughs> I was going to say, I think you enjoyed it the most of any of us, to be fair. Yep. Uh, question number two. Uh, Ultimate Team is an online game mode featured in which sports series? Josh. FIFA. It is FIFA. Well done, mate. It's not called FIFA anymore. Yeah, I know, but the new one isn't out yet, so technically it's only still part of FIFA. Damn it. Yeah, good effort. Good effort, though. Good effort. I was prepared for that. You took my question. I take yours. There we go. <laughs> yeah, you've just swapped points. Communism. Uh, communism. Uh, question number three. Which of these characters has not appeared in Dead by Daylight? Leatherface. Oh, come Z- on! <laughs> It's fairly obvious, to be fair. Uh, Leatherface, Xenomorph, Michael Myers, Predator, or Nemesis? Roscoe! Predator! Yes, it is! Yeah! <laughs> Fuck oh. you! Fuck you! Don't worry, I'll get the next so one. so fast that I took my hand down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fun. Uh, question number four. In I get all the series... press releases, bitches. <laughs> he, was, he was prepared for this. <laughs> Um, in what game series do you collect bottle caps as currency? Roscoe! Fallout. Fallout it is. Well done. God. My raised hand's broken. It's slower than Roscoe's. Oh, yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's rigged. It's definitely rigged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a shit quiz. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's an awful one. Like all the rest of them. Um, what was the first game to be played in space? Roscoe. Tetris. It was Tetris. <laughs> Wow, fair play. That was not my answer, but that, that's fucking yeah. Of course it is. Oh, what was well, your was, answer? Was, be, yeah, Kat? what was your answer going to be, Cat? I was going to play something. I was going to say something shit like Space Invaders. Oh, that would have been a good <laughs> oh, one. That would have been, been, cool. been a really cool one to do. To yeah. be fair, if the astronauts were, you know, savvy enough to be like, even, Space first, Invaders, were in like, space. obviously Mass Effect. But then I was like, Space Invaders must be a pretty old game. Like, yeah, I would have chosen Space Invaders if I was the astronaut. That yes. would have made a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, I well, think you're right. It, it might solid. be scary because they might be like, oh, shit, this could happen to us. <laughs> <laughs> Literally happening outside the window as they're playing it. Uh, question number six. The Atari ET game is widely considered one of the worst games of all time. Oh, Roscoe, you've thrown your hand oh, up already. Yeah. Oh, risky. I've... Um, uh, I've done this. They're, fucking... they're buried in a desert. <laughs> that is correct. However, it's not the answer Damn. because I haven't finished the question. <laughs> oh. So the rest of the question is: but how many copies ended up buried in the desert? And I'll uh... take the closest answer as the winner. 
So Kat and Josh, <laughs> you have the opportunity to have a guess. Roscoe's already gone in on desert. Uh, Josh. <laughs> Go on. Uh, 50,000. Okay, right. Kat, would you like to have a guess? I'll give it to the whoever's closest. That's so fucking hard. I don't think that's a numerical number you can answer with. Um, I don't know. Five thousand. I don't oh, know. How, how many did you say? Five thousand. Five thousand. Should have gone okay. higher. Yeah, you should have gone 15, higher. Fifteen thousand. Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. Josh. Josh has already said. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, Fifteen thousand. I said fifteen thousand. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm just going to put you out your misery for this one. Uh, the answer was seven hundred and twenty-eight thousand. So Josh, by oh, elimination, win. win. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, that, that I actually was tragic. gonna go with something wild like five hundred thousand, but I thought to myself, how many people are actually realistically gonna put that many things in the desert? So I that's why I a low number. Because yeah, I thought about my own laziness. That's what I thought about. I mean, you probably got the right think... answer for the number sold. <laughs> I honestly don't think that um that many games were made back then. Like I know it wasn't that long ago, but yeah, you know when that, people, yeah, you know when people sell out a million copies of a game, they're like yeah. astounded, mm-hmm. and that's close well, to th- a million. Well, I think it was a really popular license, wasn't it? So I think they probably just it was went huge. Hell, hell it was like the running. biggest thing at the time, and they were like so certain it was going to sell, and then it was just a heap of shit. <laughs> yeah, they're all buried right next to the Funko Pops. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all just clustered there together. Their lesson. Mm. No. Did you know that still... Robbie, Did you know that Robert Williams' Rubox album he, when he made a dance LP like years ago, and it absolutely tanked, and now it has been used to um to pave pavements in China. Oh, what? <laughs> wow, that's incredible. That's your fun fact for the day. Yeah, that's what pretty good. Doing the world a solid. Uh, question number seven. According to the Guinness World Records, how many hours was the longest Mario Kart marathon? Again, I'll take the closest answer as the winner. Roscoe, you're first. 267.7 hours. Jesus, that is a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was 237, did you say? 27. Come on, man. I'm not crazy. 27, right. Seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. 0. 0.7. All right, I'll get the 0. 0.7 in there too. Uh, Kat, you're next. 36. 37. 40. 36. Can you, can you please select answer. one? <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'll go with 36. 36. Thinking okay. about how 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 wild like how much you'd be able to stay awake. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. If it's the same consecutive people. Hey, wait, can I add, can I ask a question? Is it the same consecutive no. people in this team? No. It, oh. the, the question is the question. You just gotta guess and hope. Oh no, no. Oh. Okay. You, you've locked in your I answer know, anyway. Of... All right. Okay. I'll go shut myself. Right. <laughs> Josh? Does it have to be hours you want it in? Yes. I want it in hours. Uh, me stupid. No maths. <laughs> no good. Um, no maths. <laughs> uh, I, I'll say like 100 hours. 100 hours. Damn. I okay. nearly went there as well. I think that if it's teams, but I don't know. Because I, I feel like four days, five days is like, like a good long amount that's like not going to be killer. It depends if these teams, quote unquote, are people or they're like multiple people. Is it a team of one or a team of three? 
So I can confirm now it was a team of one. Oh, my what a point. Which means, Kat, you are the winner, because the answer is 40 hours was the longest marathon oh, according to the Guinness World Records. Yeah. Fucking nice. rigged. <laughs> There's someone out there that's You're done right. 100 my... hours, and yeah, they're, they're not in the Guinness somewhere. World Records. Yeah, I'm they sure just I've done longer than that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> this is Mario Kart on Mario Kart specifically. <laughs> this is Mario Kart you can fucking play. <laughs> I think 95% of the Nintendo fan base has probably done longer, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yes, uh, that's a weekend with your mates after school. Just no sleep. <laughs> All Fanta. <laughs> yeah. No sleep till Fanta. <laughs> um, question number eight. What type of Pokemon is Pikachu? Cat, you are you are first. He's an electric. He is an electric type. Well done. Oh. Oh, I thought you meant like specifically. He's an electric <laughs> mouse. No, uh, no, no, I just needed the elemental type. I was going to say yellow. <laughs> yellow. <laughs> yellow. Yellow, yellow with uh, pink cheeks. <laughs> he, 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 yellow one. Brown tail. <laughs> yeah. um, question number nine Which Mortal Kombat character has the power to control lightning? Roscoe. Raiden. It is Raiden. Yeah. Jesus, you are on one today, my friend. Mortal, Mortal Kombat 2. It's my baby. <laughs> <laughs> that is your jam. Yep. And number 10, which publisher produced The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, and Return of the King games on Return of the King games on the PlayStation 2? Roscoe. EA? It is EA. Well done. Oh wow. Lovely. Don't take any damn, Roscoe. You are on it on one today. Big quiz. Telling you. Rig yeah, it, it was a pretty garbage quiz. Oh. I mean, is it good one? <laughs> yes. Yay, Ross won. Yay, you go, Ross. You go, to be fair, you go, some of those questions Thank were you. not in your wheelhouse whatsoever, and the fact that you got the Dead by Daylight one is very impressive. It's just it's shocking because I I shouldn't have got that one considering the um, the people present, but um, <laughs> I feel like I had to in order to bring stability. You really told us on that one. You just passed the finger faster to that. He did. He was Miles. very very quick on the draw. Miles, please read out the tally, just in case. Just in case there is any questions whether who won or not. It is It is a very close call, this one. So um, with two points, we have joint second with Kat and Josh. And oh, in first place, shockingly, is Roscoe with six points. Smash yeah. it. Oh, fair play. Well done, mate. Well, I'd like, to, uh, I'd like to thank Miles Thompson for... Uh... Uh, give me the answers earlier. I mean, rigging. Uh, for, uh, <laughs> for rigging the. Uh... Yeah, thanks for the Mortal Kombat code, mate. There's your, there's your payback. All right, man. You know, what I mean, you got, you got to give to receive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love oh, your sex tape. Hey. Ah, oh, cracking. Okay, well, that's a, uh, that's a nice start to the week. Very happy with that. Um, so let's get into the news. And well, there's only one place to start, and that is the state of play this week from. Your friends at PlayStation, which possibly could have been maybe the best state of play there's ever been. Now, I'm not going to go through it every single announcement. Obviously, we haven't got that time. This isn't a state of play reaction. Otherwise, we would have started a long time ago. But just highlights. And, um, well, yeah, there are some pretty high highlights in this one. Still, uh, where should I start? Uh, Kat, the state of play. Did it make you all jolly inside? What were your favorite moments? 
Oh, yes, it did. I love, yeah. I love it when a state of play comes out and you're just like, yeah, I want some more of that. Um, the big, the, the big guns for me, I know that a lot of people are very excited by Resi and um, uh, Final Fantasy. Those are not my wheelhouses. Spider-Man needs to get my veins, yo. Like, just, yo. I want to breathe it. I want to live it. I want to book the day off, but I don't know how to book annual leave off in my new job. And apparently you have to tell, like, four different people. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But I want to book the day off. <laughs> And I just want to, I want, I just need it. I've genuinely considered, because I haven't done the DLCs, because I was like, oh, I'll save them for a rainy day. I just want some Spider-Man in my life. Like, the map's twice the size, suits look incredible, story looks great, the gameplay looks great. That's the only one I think I might have started or done. You are missing those, yeah, I haven't done it. The DLCs are great. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. It was one of those things where I just rainy dayed it, and then... Um. Yeah, but I'm I'm tempted to download it just to get my fix right now. Um, mm. and and go through them because oh, I need it. And my there's something so calming about watching people play Spider Man, and I think it might be the soundtrack. The soundtrack like scratches my brain in such a way where it just it sends me back to the place where I originally played Spider Man, where I was just I just needed some car. I was just having so much fun. Um. I'm fucking hyped. I'm, I'm so hyped for Spider-Man. Um, that is day one for me. Um, yeah. Other than that, um, I have nothing important to add, I'm afraid. <laughs> I might give Roblox a go, <laughs> who knows? Um, yeah. I mean, Foam Stars is getting an open beta. That looks sort of fun. Looks weird. Looks wonderful. I'll give it a shot. Um, Ghostbusters looked really, really cool. I've had a VR. I think I would definitely get Ghostbusters. I think Josh, you need to definitely get for Ghostbusters because it looks fucking sick. Um, yeah, that's me, really. I'm All just right. excited. Baby Steps. Oh, wait, Baby Steps looks good. Baby Steps made me laugh a lot um, at the beginning of the trailer. Baby Steps was that one that was a little bit like Iron Bread, but for a person, you know, mm. looked funny. It kind of looks like a very much like a five kind of minute wonder of like how long can we go for this before I delete it. But um, it looks like it will be good for streaming. Uh, it's kind of like weird walking simulator-esque type game. Mm. But for me, Spider-Man. Spider-Man all day long. 31 days to go, Kat. 31 days to go. Oh, I'm so oh, excited. Wow. It looks like it's got that gate, that kind of GTA 5 switch to it between Miles and Peter. Yeah. So sick for that. Just yeah. Inf- just, infinitely just... quicker. Yeah, it looks fucking sick. Looks awesome. Um, uh, yeah, that's me. I read today that if you're going around as one of the Spider-Men, you can actually run into the other Spider-Man as you're going around the city. Fuck off. That's so cool. And I bet you they've done that on purpose in like a mission. That'd be so sick. I love that idea. I'm just going, oh, there's Miles. Oh, sweet. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Cannot wait. I can't wait. Um, Miles Thompson. Do I even need to ask? Um, Oh, boy. Can I I spell it out? Please. R. Yeah. E. Yeah. B. Yeah. I, uh, R, uh, T, H, uh, 
That was. I, I'm so sorry for doing God. that. Please delete that so no one ever has to hear that. <laughs> oh my God. Oh God, what have I done? I was wearing I don't a think I'm, mask. I don't think I'm ever going to orgasm ever again. <laughs> You'll never be able to top that one, my friend. No, evidently not. Um. Yeah. Uh. What were we talking about? Uh, we're talking about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, brother. Oh yeah, that one's yeah. That's fine. That's okay. That's yeah. Uh, yes. No, we are very very hyped for this, aren't we all? Oh my yes. god! Like hype through the fucking maximum. I, like I don't know how Square managed to do it with these ones, but the trailers for any of the remake related stuff just always is so hype, like crazy levels of hype. Um. Obviously, I've mentioned it enough times, so I'm only going to mention it once more. But the fact that Zach features in parts of this trailer in areas that he's not a part of in the original story is very interesting and very also intriguing because obviously we know the timeline is going to deviate based on what's happened in the previous one. Um, but the fact that they're quite being quite open with details that shouldn't be. I'm very intrigued to see whether they fully commit to a whole timeline change or whether it's just going to be like flashbacks or whatever. But the actual game itself looks absolutely fucking phenomenal. Like, graphically, it looks superb. The world looks so much fun to explore. There's going to be so much content in this just from what they've shown off of the size of, like, the map that we're going to get to explore and the locations we're going to get to see. It's kind of a shame Toby's not here because he knows it in, like, every ounce of detail. Um, But places like the Golden Saucer and all of the kind of locations like Nibelheim, for example, that we're going to get to see again... um, they just know what they're doing with this game and they know this is going to be massive um and i kind of joked that we might already have the game of the year for 2024 pretty much already sorted potentially um so yeah rebirth was massive um but i'm also just highly excited for like the story implications and whatnot um just before we kind of go on to talk more rebirth i am also super hyped for spider-man i think the resident evil news was great um and Ghost Runner 2 is a big one that I'm really looking forward to. And Helldivers 2 is a great showing as well. It's got me even more hyped for that game than I already was. Um, I think this showcase in general was a real win for Sony. Um, it was just straight to the point. It gave us what we wanted. We got release dates. We got gameplay. And we just got all the content that we were looking to get. It was short and it was sweet, so we didn't waste our time. And I came out of it just feeling buzzed as anything. Um, that Rebirth trailer to cap it all off was just perfect. So mm-hmm. well done, Sony. You finally cracked it after like two and a half years. You finally got state of place to a good place. Yeah. Um, for uh, the listeners who may not have seen it, what was the Resident Evil news? Oh, yeah. Um, so RE4 VR looks great. And the separate ways DLC expansion thing, um, which was in the original Resident Evil 4, um, is now being also fully remade and redone for the new Resident Evil 4, um, which Sweet. features Ada's campaign section, um, which is very highly rated from the original. For 10 quid. I know, honestly, steal. 10 quid. It's coming out this week as well. Oh, dream. What a shame. I'm going to have to go back and play Resident Evil 4 again. How oh, sad. damn. I'm so yeah. devastated. <laughs> Rough for you, bro. Rough for you. Rough for you. It's, it's it's a hard life we live. You just you can't win, can you, Mars? More we'll come back this week. Final Honestly, Fantasy next week. Oh. oh, what is a man to do? Like, I just can't play all these games, Roscoe. I mean, how am I? What the gaming industry is so inconsiderate, throwing all these great games at us. It really is, the bastards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, George Thompson, your highlights from State of Play. 
Um, not much else that everyone else hasn't mentioned. Um, uh, I think you're excited about particularly one game that was shown off quite hefty gameplay stuff, and it had a, it was basically a story trailer. That I think you were excited about. If you wanted but, to talk about that, what uh, Far Cry Pandora? That is the one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so hyped for this. I can't wait. I'm very, very excited to get a Far Cry fix, but in Pandora with Na'Vi, it's going to be either terrible or brilliant, and I really can't decide which one yet, but either way, I know I'm going to have a good time, because if it does have that, if it has that Far Cry feel about it, you know, just tearing it across Pandora, going to locations, tearing them down, building them back up again, revolution, resistance, it's all Far Cry stuff, it all looks great um i'm very 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 excited for frontiers of pandora and uh, that trailer just got me even more excited for it to be fair yeah i mean i think when me and mars were watching cat i think we were just saying like whoever likes avatar like this is their game like hands down this is like kind of harry potter's fans hogwarts legacy for people that love avatar i think it's going to deliver on that sort of fantasy on being in Pandora mm-hmm. um, I think we also do just find it so weird that of all the things that you could do in uh, Avatar uh, Fat Frontiers of Pandora you're shooting um, machine guns <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and not kind of using um, kind of the local sort of weaponry that they kind of use it at hand like bows and stuff like that um, but yeah, it looks really cool. Uh, I mean, some things that we haven't talked about that other people might be interested in is Roblox finally coming to PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, PS4 comes out 10th of October. Um, it was crazy. We, whilst we are watching the State of Play, I was looking at the PlayStation store and the most trending game was Roblox. So like, as soon as it was announced, people were wishlisting that game over mm-hmm. FC24 yeah fc24 over um oh what else is there that's the main one i think it's like so it will be playable on it will be playable on ps5 but it's not a native ps5 version is that right i i assume so yeah um and it's cross-platform support as well so anything if your friends are on any other platform that's already got it like you can play it with them seamlessly so that's that's you know it's a big game, so that's quite a, a cool announcement to be put plopped in there. I feel like for us a lot that are kind of well out of the loop of Roblox entirely, like it was a bit of a nothing burger, but there, you know, there is definitely a massive audience for it, so it's worth shouting out. Sure. Um God, I love Foam Stars. The look of Foam Stars just looks insane. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially the Splatoon ripoff of your dreams with champagne showers and a lot of wetness and yeah open beta uh the end of this month so i am definitely going to be dipping my toes in and i hope all of us play it um so that's the yeah. 29th of september through to october 1st um but yeah go spider-man just all about it i just want to fast forward i've already booked the day off for it booked the two days off launch day and the day after um because i'm just so excited for that so excited nice yeah there's um 
Um, if you're into your JRPGs, Tales of Arise Beyond the Dawn was announced coming November of this year. Um, Honkai Star Rail PS5 launch is coming this October. Um, so if you're into either of those, those things that are happening. And um, there was three new PS5 colors revealed. And these are going to be plates and controllers that you can buy on the store. Um, I think they're blue, pink, and silver. The silver one looks really nice, actually. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to be... I personally won't pick it up. But if you want to change up the color of your PS5, go right ahead. And uh, yeah, Baby Steps is uh, looking very interesting. Roblox is going mm. to be absolutely enormous. Um, so that's a that's a big get for, for Sony because PlayStation has been without it for for a long, long time. So um, yeah, well done for finally getting Roblox. Um, it's going to be massive. And of course, Spidey looks looks the absolute nuts, and it's so close now. We're so close to Spider Man too. I can't wait. So yeah, super hype. That was a great state of play. One of the better state of plays. The state of plays are never great, but that I think was a really generally good one. So um, yeah, well done, Sony. Nice work. Nice work indeed. And uh, that leads us nicely into earlier that afternoon, where Nintendo had a direct. And my goodness me, if you're a Nintendo fan in any form, this probably was the greatest hour of your entire life. Um, I think uh, the Switch is kind of slowing down. It's kind of moving to that sunset era of the console. Um, but Nintendo aren't slowing down in their output. Um, there's a lot of remakes coming out, a lot of stuff coming uh, still for that console. So, you know, um, if you're thinking that they're, gonna, they're slowing down in any way, um, they're not. Um, there's plenty still to come. Um, I'll go from the uh, go back round again. Uh, Josh, did you see anything added direct that got you excited for the next few months on Switch? Um, there's just loads of Mario stuff coming, isn't there? I think just Princess loads Peach. of Mario stuff. <laughs> Princess Peach has got her own game, which is fucking awesome. Um, new WarioWare, those games are always insane. Um, the I think what's probably going to piss CX off the most is uh, Paper Mario getting like a is it a HD edition? Basically, like a uh, so it's the GameCube originally on GameCube, the Thousand Year Door. It's getting like a re-release for Switch and next year. Yeah. It's getting a, it's um, getting a remake. It's from from the ground up. It's crazy. Is it? Oh, yeah. I thought it was an updated version, but a remake is insane. So yes, um, and Paper Mario's fucking beloved franchise. Um, yeah, and I think. Uh, just seeing more of Super Mario RPG and hearing the love for that game uh, is just very interesting. Um, it's not something that I kind of missed in my age, but um, I love RPGs and I do enjoy a Mario game. Um, and I've heard it's very bonkers. So well up for Mario RPG. Um, something that I <laughs> that I cannot wait to try out at some point I'm hope I mean I might hold out a little bit longer to see if there's an official release uh for PlayStation for like those trophies, but Trombone Champ oh, getting a switch release. Come on now. <laughs> that game looks so much fun. <laughs> it does. It's like the best worst version of Theatre Rhythm, that Final Fantasy game of just mm. those classic songs badly played on a trombone. Um glad to see that it's like getting some love on on other uh, platforms. Um, and that was kind of about it for me uh, in terms of that stuff. There is so much more. Um, there's like the Eastwood, Eastwood DLC that's coming out uh, very soon. 
Um, but I've not finished that. I've, it's quite a long game. And, you know, recently I've just been very busy. So Eastwood is still one that I need to finish. So DLC for it is really cool. Um, I just want it, just want it on again on PlayStation. But mm. hey ho, hey ho. Um, yeah, there was just um, just a smorgasbord of Nintendo stuff. Do you think they're um, capitalizing somewhat on the success of the Mario movie? With Mario, oh for sure, coming um, out of your ass. Yeah, not just um, the Mario movie, but uh, you know we got a Detective Pikachu sequel, and obviously yeah. it was a game. Now it's a movie and it's a, a sequel to a game. So, yeah, I think that, you know, the people that are kind of Nintendo adjacent and Nintendo are very much um, kind of, this is our time to strike. Strike while the iron's hot. Let's get all this Mario stuff out because um, the movie did so well. And then maybe once everyone's beaten the games, a second movie can come out and the cycle will continue. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Um, Mars, anything from the direct that caught your eye? Um, there was one. Hold on, let me find it again. There was, was one. Oh there was one. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, one's better than one. It was one of the it was the turn based anime uh RPG thing. I think it was either Unicorn Overlord or it was Saga Emerald Beyond. One of those two. What? What a name, Unicorn Overlord. Unicorn <laughs> Overlord. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those two, uh, but it's got like a kind of medieval like fantasy style to it, and it was turn-based strategy. So I was like, that looks cool. I I might play that. And then everything else was Mario, and I was like, I'm not going to play that, I don't think. Oh, Dave the Diver. I Dave the Diver looks fucking awesome, and I really want to play it. I really want it to come to PlayStation at some point. Um, so Switch fans should be laughing, because that game looks amazing. I think yes. uh, Toby gave that a nine on on our site, didn't he? He did. He was a very, very big he fan did. of it. And uh, mm. everything I've seen of it, like, just gives me the vibe that I would lose a good forty hours of my life playing that game quite happily. Oh yeah, that's like <laughs> a, an arcade paradise type game where you just get instantly lost in a loop. Hundred percent. And I want it. <laughs> just bring it to PlayStation, please. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> I want it so bad. Give it to me now. Do it. Um. Yeah. Um, I mean, we need Trombone Champ and Unicorn Overlord and Dave the Diver on PS5 immediately, please. We all just need tr- tr- Trombone trombone Champ just so that we can all do the four-player co-op and just make an absolute mockery of any kind of actual music. Um, and I would pay very good money for all of us to be able to do so. <laughs> hey, man, have you not heard my albums? Come on. Yeah, you might be able to make music. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, my albums, gonna... my albums make a mockery of music. That was the joke I went for. I was uh, being... Self, uh, self-deprecating. self-deprecating. Uh, sorry, I'm so bad at music that it's, yeah. I mean, you, you've heard some of my opinions in the Linkin Park podcast, so you should know this I know. Now. You do like me to Aura. Anyway. I... <laughs> um, as everyone should. As everyone should, indeed. Um, Kat, can I take a wild guess as to what was your favourite announcement? You can. Was it the original Tomb Raider trilogy is being remastered? That was very, very exciting. Uh, but it was my favourite announcement. Not the one that I'm most Ooh, excited for, just because you know, I've played it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know it. Like, indeed, I but I remember you saying once. And that I you, live. I know that you really wanted them back out again. 
I did. Uh, I did. I did want them remastered. I did. I couldn't decide if I wanted them remastered or like remade from the ground up. And I feel like I maybe I wanted to lean towards more from the ground up because the remaster. I'm gonna say it. I hope it looks more different than the trailer gives out. <laughs> because so far I'm a bit like, yeah, that looks fine. I don't know if it needs, but I am very excited for it. You know, it is something that we've all wanted for a long, long time as fans. I live and breathe um, Tomb Raider. And weirdly, I have this like, weird talent where I only need to see about two and a half seconds of someone's stream to be able to guess which Tomb Raider they're playing. It's a very weird thing that I've discovered. Like, a lot of people, and I don't know if I, it's just because I'm on that side of TikTok, but a lot of gamers do stream the originals. Um mm on tiktok weirdly i don't go on twitch a lot but like when i do it and i i just know it i just know it. i was like oh that's too many two oh it's too many one oh it's too many three um so i'm really excited for that and that is really really exciting because you know who needs flowers when you can have tomb raider on valentine's day um i really liked this nintendo direct i mean I, I know i was wanting a nap but it wasn't because of the nintendo direct i was actually very comfy <laughs> maybe it was like a happiness thing maybe i was just in my happiness element um there's a lot of stuff like soon i'm gonna lose the internet for two weeks and I'm genuinely looking out for a game um, where I can, like, sink it in. And probably the Switch is going to have to come with me because I'm houseless for the next couple of weeks. Um, and so it's tricky because I was like, oh, maybe I can find something on here that's going to, you know, really, like, you know, I can treat myself to. Um, and everything I want comes out, like, late October and I'm going to have a new internet by then. So I'm just going to have to play it when I have the internet, aren't I? Um, yeah, really, really like all the Super Mario stuff. Mario versus Donkey Kong looks great. Princess Pe- Princess Peach Showtime actually does look really good. Um, in like a weird, I feel like it's beyond my age range, but I would still have loads of fun playing it just because that yeah just looks just look great. So I'm I would be keen for that. I think I would dip into that. Um, that trombone one. It was really funny when Ross uh, when Josh said that because I was like, <laughs> I didn't expect anybody to mention it and actually i really like the look of it it reminds me of that one hand clapping song i um game i reviewed um it's very similar uh where i had to sing and um yeah that was a great game um the one game that i'm really intrigued is um bandle tale it's really good it's like a little rpg a little pixelated league of legends story rpg um and just looked adorable just looked amazing um, so I'm really excited to try that. That's next year. It hasn't been given a proper date yet. It just says it's it's out next year. Um, okay. So Detective Pikachu looks cool. Uh, WarriorWare. By the way, for anybody who has never played WarriorWare, absolutely 1,000% get it because it's such a blast. Like, it's I so had good. it on the Wii. So good, such a good like party game, and I think with, with with all due respect to all the party game genres out there, I feel like Warrior Wear really started the trend, um, because it was just yeah, it's just a really good game. Um, Paper Mario, I have the Thousand Door one. I had the other Paper Mario, but I still really liked it. I had this game breaking bug in it though, and I couldn't finish it because there was like this very specific bug that was only found in like x amount of thousand copies and i had it but i still really enjoyed it i just looked up whether dave the diver's coming to playstation and there's no word of it so i feel like i'm gonna have to get it on switch mm. or maybe steam but i'll get on steam um and it's the 26th of october um so it's you know when i have the internet so maybe i'll just play on the steam but i really enjoyed um 
everything today. The Nintendo Museum actually sounds sick as well. Like, what a fucking cool day out that would be. That would be a fun day out. We're absolutely um, right. Let's yeah. do it as a team. So, Let's all get together. That would be fun. Let's just all go to the Nintendo Museum. Is it? Is it in Japan? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a very expensive trip. Let's all fucking. It'll be very expensive trip. Be a very expensive day trip if we're only going for a day. But uh, maybe we can, I don't know, make a week of it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, we don't have to go every day to the to the museum. We can just do that on one day. Um, but yeah, Luigi's Mansion looks cool. Like the second one, obviously, it's being remastered. That looks very cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. But those are my top picks. What about you, nice. Roscoe? What did you uh, like from the Nintendo Direct this year? Um, I like that there's a new map coming to Among Us. Give me a reason to play Among Us. I did Us see again. that, yes. Very look, very cool. Um, I check out Among Us again. I haven't played it for a long time. So, um, yeah, that was. I do nice. download it occasionally. It's sitting on my uh, PC waiting to be played all the time. But I, mm-hmm. just, I pick other games. Cause I'm like, I've had my fill of that game until there's new stuff coming. So, yeah, I'll check that out. Um, it's great that Diddy Kong's finally coming to Mario Kart. That's a really big deal. Um, might might just open the doors for a Diddy Kong Racing remaster someday, maybe, hopefully. And that would be really cool. I love that Sora's finally getting an Amiibo. I'm going to have to get that one because Sora fucking rules. Um, F-Zero 99. I mean, I love the 99 series. And what they do with that is so much fun. Tetris 99 was such a blast. So, um, yeah. That's a really, really cool game. And the fact that it's completely free to play is uh, is awesome. Um, Unicorn Overlord, I mean, I want that just because by the title, I think Toby's got his mitts on that one. So I shall let him have it. I shall concede it. But yes, that looks uh, very, very cool. It was just a great, it was just a great showing for Nintendo, I think. Um there's there's so much to um still be excited about if you're a Nintendo fan, and that's really great because they're not letting the Switch kind of dissipate into thin air um for whatever console they have planned which we think will be next year at some point so it's uh it's great um prince of persia the new prince of persia i know greg played it this weekend at was um and he said it was great um by the way if you do want to read up about greg's time at was uh was the i think it was is it cool i don't know um yeah there's a big feature on it now on the website uh so he played a lot of stuff including prince of persia uh tekken the new terminator the new power simulator levels um, so if you're at all interested, go and check it out. It's on the website now. Um, Horizon Chase 2 is on the Switch today. I love Horizon I just, Chase. Did you just say a new Terminator? Uh, yeah. What? You should probably go and read the article, mate. <laughs> Excuse me for five minutes. Um, yeah. Uh, the Tomb Raider trilogy, I never played. I didn't play them when they first came out. So I've never played them. So I'm very excited to jump back into them. Jump into them properly for the first time. I played them at my friends' houses, but I never really got into them because I never had a PlayStation. Um, I had an N64, and uh, we were bereft of decent Tomb Raider back in the day. So yeah, that's exciting. It was just yeah, it was just a great show, and uh, I'm very happy for all the Switch fans out there that continue to get everything they want over and over and over again, even if they don't know that they want it. <laughs> so um, yeah, great show. Uh, two really really good showings from um nintendo and sony um putting the boot a little bit into xbox after their surprisingly successful uh launch with, with starfield They're like, by the way we have a ton of games still on this end so don't go running away what i find interesting is going back to the playstation one is the exclusivity window for for rebirth it isn't that long it's like three months 
and that's quite a small window. Uh, so I don't know what do we, what do we think that means? What does that lead into, Josh? Um, it's a strange one because uh, Final Fantasy VII's uh, original remake was supposed to be a timed exclusive also to Xbox. Um, and then it just never came to fruition. Uh, so whether or not this means that Remake is coming to other consoles as well as Rebirth at like a similar time as like a, a dual package, which I know you can pre-order a dual package for it already um, for PlayStation, is uh, might be the, the likely answer for that. Mm. Yeah, there's rumours it might be a Switch 2 game. Um, alongside remake, uh, I don't know about that, but we'll see. Um, yeah, interesting, very interesting indeed. Unless PC have got another PC, will get it maybe in May as well. I don't know. Yeah, I assume so. Um, yeah, Switch Two is you know they're always they're already talking about the hardware and what its capabilities are these days, um, kind of openly now. Um, so I don't know if it's like that soon of a way out. For a Switch 2. Um, I think uh, Final Fantasy Crisis Core remake came out to the Switch. So there's definitely, and obviously it's a it's a remake of a PSP game. So there's like um it's not going to be as high fidelity as the the remakes for current consoles, mm. but there's there's the obvious like ability to scale down for Switch hardware that won't be too overbearing fingers crossed it's not a mortal combat one situation um i don't believe it will be i think square are pretty good at their optimizations yeah activision came out today um and kind of leaked that they've seen the switch too and they say it's up to like ps4 pro kind of standards which so, is decent yeah i played yeah. uh Death stranding on that and it looked gorgeous so yeah i mean i played uh remake on there and it was beautiful so Hmm. Um, yeah, that's going to be perfectly fine. That's a handheld, it'll be amazing. Um, yeah. all right, then. Um, Mars, have you seen Terminator now? I have, and yeah, it's the second time I ever finished today, so that's great. <laughs> After my <laughs> earlier one at the start of the pod, I've now had a second, so that's cool. Are you okay? No, no, I'm not okay. I, <laughs> I was not aware that there was a Terminator RTS game currently being developed for the end of this year, and now I just don't know what to do with myself. Blimey. Honestly, this could be, I think Josh said it a few months ago, but this could be the greatest gaming year in history. And uh, yeah, I'm feeling it. <laughs> well, should we talk some bad news then? Because we've had so much yes. good news. Let's, yeah, let's bring uh, the mood down. Let's bring the mood right down by talking about Unity. They've had a week. Um, because I'm going to start from the beginning of the story. Um, it has updated since then this week. Uh, but yeah, it's good to know some context. I'm going to read from The Verge. Now, Mr. Ash Parrish says, Unity has changed its pricing model and game developers are pissed off. Developers will be charged a flat rate based on how many times their games is installed, no matter if that install is attached to a sale. Popular video game engine Unity is making big changes to its pricing structure that's causing confusion and anger amongst developers. On Tuesday, Unity announced that on January 1st, 2024, it will be implementing a pay-per-download pricing scheme that would charge developers a flat fee anytime a game using Unity software is installed. Quote, we are introducing a Unity runtime fee that is based upon each time a qualifying game is downloaded by an end user, 
end quote, the company shared on its blog. Quote, we chose this because each time a game is downloaded, the Unity runtime is also installed. Also, we believe that an instant install base fee allows creditors and creators to keep the ongoing financial gains from their player engagement, unlike a revenue share. End quote. So essentially how it works, revenue threshold is £200,000, Unity Pro would be $1 million, Unity Enterprise is $1 million, install threshold 200000 life to date in there. Sound of monthly rate would be 20 pence per install if it's 1 to 100,000, or 0.75 per install if it's 100,000 to 500,000, 500,000 to a million, 0.03 per install, 1 million, 0.02, depending on if it's pro or enterprise. Now, unsurprisingly, the um, the internet and game developers have been pretty pushed up about Dish. Um, Josh, I don't know if you can bring up some of the responses to this that you've uh, built. Yeah, sure. Um, so I think the most apt one, and uh, there's like enough pissed off uh, messaging in it, but in a very formal way that kind of speaks to a lot of the other developers. So this is Megacrit, um, the developers behind Slater Spire. Uh, the Megacrit team has been hard at work these two past two plus years on a new game. But unlike with Slater Spire, the engine will have been developing it, it in its in unity. Sorry. The retroactive pricing structure of runtime fees is not only harmful in a myriad of ways to developers, especially indies, it is also a violation of trust. We believe Unity is fully aware of this, seeing as they have gone so far as to remove their terms of service from GitHub. Despite the immense amount of time and effort our team has already poured into development on our new title, we will be migrating to a new engine unless the changes are completely reverted and terms of service protections are put in place. We have never made a public statement before. That is how badly you fucked up. (laughs) Um, So yeah, there is a lot of the sort of um can't you need to, people that use unity are you know single developed games or studios like megacrit that are kind of on the higher echelon of indie like i think they're only up there because of their successes from previous games but they're not by any means a massive team that you'd see with triple a development at all um this whole sort of um notion that a lot of people are going to be um migrating their their games from unity to another platform to develop their game on and continue to um is echoing across everyone's statements um this is uh something that everyone's talking about because there's also the sort of inter in terms of some of the language that they've used they kind of danced around the idea that the they would well, the initial thing they were saying was that they were going to retroactively initiate this terms of service, which means any game that is already out using Unity will be part of this um, runtime fees uh, scheme, scam, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) which, you know, is a lot of games and it makes and breaks a lot of teams. Um, I know the developer behind Citizen Sleeper was basically saying, um, you know, what does what does this mean for games that are in bundles games that are given it for charity in like releases and stuff like that that counts as an install in in people's eyes they have now since said oh bundle games aren't involved blah 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 so they're doing a lot of backtracking but they're not not um kind of 
stopping in doing uh going forward with this so far um agro crab who are developing another's crabs another crab's treasure um which is also on unity uh they are the developer behind going under um right. today unity the energy we use to make our games announced that they'll soon be taking a fee from developers for every copy of the game installed over a certain threshold regardless of how that copy was obtained Guess who has a somewhat highly anticipated game coming to Xbox Game Pass in 2024? That's right, it's us and a lot of other developers. That means another Grabs, Crabs Treasure will be free to install for the 25 million Game Pass subscribers. If a fraction of those users download our game, Unity could take a fee that puts an enormous dent in our income and threatens the sustainability of our business. And that's before we even think about sales on other platforms or pirated installs of our game or even multiple installs by the same user. This decision puts us as a countless as other studios in a position where we might not be able to justify using unity for our future titles if this changes aren't rolled back we'll be heavily considering abandoning our wealth of unity expertise we have accumulated over the years and starting from scratch in a new engine which is really something we'd rather not do on behalf of the dev community we're calling unity to reverse the latest in string of short-sighted decisions that seem to prioritize shareholders over their products actual users i fucking hate it here <laughs> um Yes. So that is another point that's been brought up is that um, how are people going to, how are Unity going to measure this metric of install base? Their response was simply, oh, just trust us. We've got the figures. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's that's it's a real shit show. <laughs> yeah, it is. Sources, trust me, bro. Yeah. Um, it's, oh, it's, it's still developing. Um, obviously the latest now uh from their blog post about the whole initial the initial announcement there is an editor's note of uh, yesterday's date we have heard you we apologize for the confusion and angst the runtime fee policy we announced on tuesday caused we are listening talking to our team members community customers and partners and we'll be making changes to the policies we will share an update in a couple of days thank you for your honest and critical feedback um, and then obviously, I think today they tweeted out something to the very TLDR effect of um, you guys are confused about what's happening here. Just to be clear, this is what's happening. And it's the same thing that's happening. So if nobody's confused over this. It's still fucking bullshit. Um, I think there's not much else to put to the to the story at the moment. Um, I think, you know, you and I speak for everyone when we talk about Unity being an integral part of game development for a lot of indie developers that we adore and for want sure. to see thrive. Um, and this is anti that, it's like it's anti-creation, it's anti-indie developer. Um, they are putting in place um, this for a lot of AAA games that you know might not see a dent in it, but the ones that are are obviously the smaller people, which is, you know, not to, be too grandiose but that's kind of how it is in in life as we uh kind of go about our day um but yeah yeah thanks man um yeah it's a it is a magnificent shit show um cat what do you make of all of this i think unity have turned into the fucking tories um <laughs> this is disgusting Damn. um 
<laughs> this is my my one of you know you being a fucking Tories, because this is exactly what we've been talking about over the years of kind of what we're seeing from the big guns like PlayStation. They don't give a shit about the players or the games or this. They're turning into a very businessy business model, very consumerism, very kind of like. And the thing is, this is going to tank indie companies. This is going to make them bankrupt. They're all going to shut down because, God forbid, they fear having a successful game. Because what kind of what kind of culture is that to then be like, shit, we can't have too many downloads because we can't fucking afford it. Um, it's fucking horrific. Um, Cult of the Lamb has said that they're going to take all that shit off of um, stuff by January. So if you don't buy Cult of the Lamb until after January, then... Um, You'll never be able to get it because they can't afford to have the um, the prices done to them. They put out a lot of free updates. They put out free content, free DLC. The Don't Starve DLC stuff was, it was completely free. It's a completely new game mode, um, completely free. You know, it's going to be the end of things like that. And it's just such a sour way to look at the games industry because the indie companies and the indie developers and the indie publishers they have kept the game industry afloat in covid they have had such a spotlight on them they have been able to create such magnificent games we've been able to look at the indies like triple a games because there have been some fucking diamonds in the rough that you know wouldn't have seen the light of day had covid or maybe wouldn't have become as successful if covid wouldn't have happened with all the delays and all the pushbacks from all the bigger games allowing kind of that kind of shine to to say okay what's around what's new I think the statement is just fucking hell, you know. I didn't realize you were Activision Blizzard with your gaslighty fucking words to suggest that people are confused and then say, Oh, we hear you though. Which one is it? Are we confused or are you listening? Because those are two wildly different statements. We're either confused and don't understand what you're saying, or you've taken on board the comments and the rage and the anger and the emotion because we understand exactly what you're doing. Your statement says, those two things aren't aligning um so and then like josh said they've come back up with a a statement to say oh yeah no no you're confused this is actually what's happening no we're not confused we know what's happening you're a bunch of cracks um i just it's 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 just such a yikes thing to do i hope that they roll it back i hope they revert it they're they're stating that they're not going to roll it back that they're just going to make some changes um I just don't see why you do it. I just it's and there are like like Josh was saying, there are there, there are games that have been in development for years um with Unity who are now gonna have to switch over to Unreal Engine or um just call it quits and call it sunk cost altogether. Um and that they won't see the live day. And that's that's a real shame because yeah, it sucks. It's just big fat sucks. Um big fat in support of, of all the games that are you know, doing the same thing as Caught the Lamb and speaking up and speaking out and yeah, it's just it's just a sorry kind of way to look at games for the future and you know what what can be done and what what developers are very passionate about. Um, you know, the passion for developers when, you know, it is like a very small team and they're putting out all this content or all this, you know, all these fucking fantastic games yeah. and just get tanked by the big guy. Fuck mm-hmm. off. So yeah, that's yeah. my opinion. I love it. I love Thank it. You. Um, and we are of course in support of all the indie devs. Indie devs keep thinking us alive, and they have done for years. Absolutely. And, um, 
we're we're so so grateful for them. Um, got support of Indie Dev, the Writers Guild, the Actors Guild. What else are we in support of? I, I don't know. So much going on right now. It's hard to keep up with everyone getting mad at the big boss. Um, but you know, shouldn't put your fucking foot down like that, Unity. You know what I'm saying? God, how much money have these guys made you in the past? You know what I'm saying? That, that's also a point as well. The codes that we get, that is included in part of the install base. So that's absolutely that's the whole PR side of it as well, just going a bit kaput because it's like, we're not going to want to give you our game to review because it's going to cost yeah. us now even more, yeah. <laughs> potentially. And also, you just reminded me of something. Um, people who have like smaller memories and people have, who have, like I don't fucking know how much RAM and gig and shit like that. Every game that I install on, on Steam, I uninstall as soon as I'm kind of done playing with it. And then I'll reinstall it. You know, to have to then keep every indie game afloat installed on my bloody laptop... It's going to be a nightmare because that's it's such a cheeky way to say, oh, regardless of whether you bought it or not, if you install, you know, every time I play Don't Start, Don't Start is such a huge fucking game. Um, and I only play it maybe once a year with my friend. I'm not going to keep it installed for the rest of the year, just to maybe play it. So, you know, Clee, which I think is how you say it, Clay, Clay, which is the, the developers, you know, uh, I'm going to be costing them X amount of money just to play the fucking game. That's mm. rubbish. That's the one thing they've rolled back is that it is initial installs only now. It's not okay. repeated right. installs. But the fact that it was originally no. repeated installs yeah, just disgusting. that trolls Absolutely online could disgusting. get the yeah. game, install it, uninstall it, reinstall it. Like, Absolutely. Until you think about how much stuff gets like fucking hate bombed. Absolutely. Yeah. There are people mm-hmm. with a lot of time on their hands. And stuff gets review bombed, stuff gets hate bombed for all sorts of reasons. And then just to think that, you know, multiple people... And the thing is, I can imagine you could probably install some sort of drive to do that, some sort of AI fucking technology, just some sort of code yeah. to be able to install and install a game again. So yeah. you've mm-hmm. got then such a scam. Fuck you, Unity. Bellens. <laughs> How you didn't all sit around a table as well and think that. Oh, are we? What, are we the bad guys? No, are, are no, we the bad guys? <laughs> are we the? Are we the bad guys? No, no, no. Be fine. Be fine. Shut up. Uh, we joined Activision Blizzard. Said that. <laughs> uh, Mars Thompson, bring it home, man. Bring it home. Yeah, it's just to fully agree with everyone's sentiments. It's absolute dog shit on the part of Unity, and it's it smacks to me of one of these things that a lot of these companies do, where they go in on an idea that they want to achieve and what they do is they go all in on like the extreme version of it and then what they do is they then roll things back so they know that if they went in with just a we're going to charge x amount and like that'll be the limit of it that wouldn't be palatable as it is so what they do is they go really egregious with it then they can roll things back to say oh we've listened to your concerns we've listened to the feedback and we're actually only going to charge you half the amount that we originally were to make it seem like they're doing us a favor And this smacks of what they're trying to do here is they've gone in with a really egregious policy, knowing full well the backlash is going to be huge so that they can then say, ah, okay, well, we've listened to you. So we're only going to charge them 10 pence or 10 cents or whatever in order to still roll this out. And then people will go, well, it's kind of still shit, but it's not as shit as it was. So we'll accept it. And I think that's what they're gunning for. And I think they've grossly underestimated how 
shitty a situation this is for almost every indie developer using Unity at the moment. And when people have been working on a game for six years and are quite happy to delay that game for another five years to port it over to another engine altogether, you've really fucked up. Like you've done a real bad and you need to just roll this back the entire way and forget about the whole thing. Um, The terms of service point that you mentioned in your first quote, Josh, is really important because the old terms of service on that, was it GitHub or whatever it was? Um basically said if we make changes at any time that you don't like to the engine you can stay on the previous version of the unity engine you don't have to update it it's only when you update you will then be privy to the new terms so what they did was they went on and deleted those old terms of service on purpose knowing full well that what they're doing now completely contradicts and ruins those old terms of service to be like oh yeah we're doing this now because they're greedy fucks and that's basically all this comes down to is they're just super greedy and they've but also they're really overestimating their ability to survive this because do we really think that microsoft are going to turn around and go yeah we're just going to pay you millions of pounds or dollars in money that we otherwise just wouldn't have to owe you if we just removed our games from your like from our store like i don't think xbox or microsoft will give any less of a shit just removing these indie games altogether um or any game made with unity because quite frankly, with Game Pass, it's a drop in the ocean. Like they've got Starfield out, they don't care. Like, so I think they're really overestimating their importance in the industry to assume that a massive company like Microsoft or the humble bundles or the charities are just going to suck this up and just pay it. Um, and the future of it as well. Like, really bold of them to assume that people are going to continue to then start making games on Unity because of that. Yeah, no one will. Like we're seeing flat out developers will just always start moving over to Unreal Engine. And the problem with it that it also holds is that going forward, Unreal Engine 5 now becomes the de facto engine to go to if you are a freelance developer without your own source or your own, um, I guess, kind of engine to work with. It's fine for the massive companies who can make their own in-game engines, but it's shit for anyone else who doesn't because now we don't have choice anymore. You've got to work with the one that's the cheapest for you to get games out on. Um, And so it's bad for the industry and it's just horrific for Unity. But the other side of this is that people have been diving into the company itself and they've seen that pretty much all, this is unprecedented by the way, all of the upper management of Unity's owners, company, whatever, have all been selling shares and stocks in the company for the last few months which means they knew when they made this decision, it was going to tank the company's profits. They knew it. And so they've all been selling their shares and stocks in advance of this happening so that they could make a huge like wad of money. And I would not be surprised to see most of the upper management of Unity leave after this out of, you know, resigning out of respect to fucking it up uh, when realistically they've planned this like they knew what they were doing they knew that what the backlash would be and they knew that they would be able to make a shit ton of money out of it and That's it is genuinely shady. did yeah. you see uh chris scullion's tweet about this no um oh yeah you're not on twitter are you of course you're no. smart. <laughs> um he said he said i reckon this was part of the plan it's textbook propose something worse than you actually want to do but when there's backlash lessen it to what you wanted to do in the first place yeah. so you get it whilst looking benevolent yeah, looking like the good guys because you exactly roll what Mars said, yeah, that's exactly what like do something really egregious, mm. but never have that plan in place. Have the thing that you always wanted to do, but make it look like you're the fucking hero. Yeah, yeah. it's like 100%. sending something on Facebook Marketplace. You you up it, you up it, and then they go, 
oh, uh, I'll give you something. I'll give you 40 quid for that. And you go, perfect. That's what I want in the first place. Thank you very yeah. much indeed. <laughs> yeah, but you look like the good guy because you've sacrificed 60 quid of what you asked for initially. Yeah, like, oh, all right then. Go, I'm going to do it for you. It's really, it's really quite grim. And the numbers, like I said, it's unprecedented. It's normal to see like some shares being traded in the upper management, but to see every part of upper management all selling their shares at one time, not one of them is buying the other's shares. Mm. That is like proof that there is something very, very wrong going it's on there. An um, interesting quinkling, isn't it? Yeah. I think, and um... it... sorry, go on. Oh, no, I was just going to say, it just makes their statements since then ring even more hollow, knowing that they're all in on this. They're all selling off their stocks, knowing what's happening. And then they're releasing statements being like, oh, you guys are just confused, man. You don't know what's going on. Like, oh, we're sorry. We didn't mean to offend you. It's like, get fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But last year, Unity merged with a company called Iron Source. Um, to, and their kind of explanation was that we are wanting to diversify and make flexible our ad campaigns and our like sort of like networking capabilities. Um, Iron Source are known for leveraging their ad network and installers to distribute spam and malware. Lovely. <laughs> uh, in in their um, ads uh, apps and stuff <laughs> like that. So. Last year it was already a shit show for for Unity anyway. So part of that is probably whoever is like, you know, uh, part of the Iron Source merger uh, that's up there. Like they've obviously, I feel like they've obviously had a hand in this in these decision makings as well. That have kind of just at the end, just they're just wanting more money. Basically, like the big people are wanting more money, mm. and they are scalping people to do it. Yeah, and on the flip side, else. there's um. There's Epic Games that are now releasing Unreal Engine to people f- for free. Yeah, but like, and they're giving like for the next three months, I think is it like they're giving 100 percent to all the devs that use Unreal, which is which yeah. is amazing. Like the Fortnite money, they're at least putting into some good causes and giving people good opportunities. And while it's not nice to have a a monopoly, I think if they're doing good things with it, then fuck Unity. Like, also, have you seen the comments from the head of Unity? His previous comments he's made when he was head of um. Was it Ubisoft or EA? It was one of them. Um, oh yeah, oh, he's got uh, EA. Yeah, yeah. Back when he was when like, they were at their worst monetizing phase of like <laughs> taking every bit of money they could. That was yeah. him. He was basically like, "Oh, wouldn't it be amazing if when a player was playing like a first-person shooter, if you were in like an encounter with someone and you ran out of ammo, if we could just put a button in there where you would just pay for more ammo, that'd be perfect." I was <laughs> like, "Are you fucking mental?" Like. <laughs> Um, so that's the kind of dude who's running Unity. So it's not hard, like Josh said, it's not really hard to see where this is coming from. Um, this isn't like a, a random misstep. This is a completely calculated screw up of everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I've seen a this... lot of uh, I've oh. seen a lot of indie developers go to Go.Engine, uh, which is a free and open source 2D and 3D game engine as well. So people are already making the switch over um, and good for them. They should do because um, there's like no time at the present in this situation like this. Yeah, yeah. Get get your resources over as quick as you possibly can, and uh, yeah, let Unity learn from their ridiculous ideals. Um, that is the plan, and I really hope that a lot of developers don't suffer too much from this, and that Unity really do see the error of their ways and make it better for them. But we'll see. It seems unlikely at this point, but uh, we can only hope. 
And uh, good guy, Epic Games, as ever, for doing the right thing. Um, good old Epic Games. Um, right then, very, very quickly, we must celebrate um, something very huge. Um, Kat, I know you're excited about this one, and I wanted to make sure that you were in there um, first um, to commemorate this fantastic news that we have to share at last, his anniversary. It's uh, 10 years since the initial release of Grand Theft Auto V this weekend. Exciting. And um, I just felt, felt like we, you, I know, I know, I know you love the series and um, wanted to make sure that uh, we, we got that in there for you before we carried on. So uh, you're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. That was really touching. That brought it to my eye. I thought so. I thought I knew, I, I knew it. Yeah. Was. Yeah. Yeah. Ghetto. Yeah. Um, yeah. Way back on the uh, the Xbox 360. Remember those days? Those, those days, simpler times. Simpler times. I did. I did. Why does it feel like it's been 20 years? You know, there's a TikTok trend at the moment going around where people tell you what they've done since the last release of Grand Theft Auto V. And people are like, I had four kids, about two houses, and I changed careers, and still GTA 6 isn't... I don't know why people are, like, Southern American when they're doing this, but uh, in my head, they are. That's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, GTA 6, where you at, though? Yeah, where you at, babe? Can't wait for your next 30 re-releases. Yeah. Oh, you know there's one, there's one more five. G- Switch 2 is going to get a GTA 5 release. That, I can guarantee probably. you. Yeah, probably. Um, that'll be even before GTA 6. It'll be really exciting. So, yeah, I want to be sure that was there because we can't ignore anniversaries of games that we all clearly love. And we're definitely not sick to death of. Um, so, yeah. Happy 10 years, GTA 5. Wow. What a monetization machine you were, talking of them. Jesus Christ. All right, then, let's get to recommendations. This is where we find something throughout the week that we think we should share with you, our loyal listener, whether it be a game, a movie, a TV show, a comic book, a controller, or a vape pen. I don't know. I'm looking at things. Uh, Miles, what's your recommendation this week? Uh, this is a really exciting one. I didn't get to talk about it last week because it was embargoed, but it is I Doesn't Exist. You know, that one that I reviewed, that I loved. Oh, yeah, that text game. Yeah, a text adventure game of all things has managed to be one of my favorite games of this year. Would you believe it? Um, so I'm recommending it because it's just a wonderful little title. It takes like 30 minutes to an hour to play through your first time um, and probably takes like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes after that for each run that you do. Um, but it starts off as like a really basic text adventure thing uh, where you just kind of like use text inputs to tell your avatar what to do. Um And then as you complete what you think is the first puzzle, the game just does a complete 720 degrees twist, like that you just don't know what's going on anymore. And it becomes super existential, um, explores loads of like really interesting topics, like kind of uh, just mental health, toxic relationships, all sorts of things. Um, And it really blew me away. Like I kind of played it for the first time, then immediately jumped in to play it again to see what would happen if I did different things. Um, and then did it again and again and then I took a break and sort of closed my laptop and sat for about 10 minutes staring at the wall wondering what my life was and then I went back and finished it another three times to try and get all the different endings and everything that you can see and do in the game um, it's genuinely really enthralling and it's one of those games that you just don't see it coming and 
honestly, it was wonderful. Um, I think it's made by Loal Games, which is two um, women based in Switzerland, kind of indie devs. And I don't know if they've made previous games to this one, but if they haven't, then fuck me. What a first game to start with. Um, so yeah, give it a look. Like it fully deserves attention. It's going to be a very small release. I think they're even struggling to get it out on Steam at the moment. Um, but they deserve all of the appreciation and love in the world because the game is excellent and I really enjoyed it. So go play it. It's amazing. That's text adventure game. I doesn't exist. Yeah. I text doesn't exist. Adventure game. Text. Yes. Text game. <laughs> a text game. That we gave higher. We gave a higher score to it than Starfield. <laughs> it had meaning, man. It was deep. Mm. Text game. I doesn't exist. Based on genre too, man. It might be the best text game ever. <laughs> wow. Wonderful game. Uh, Kat, what are you recommending this week? Uh, this is weird. I'm playing an app at the moment called Total Battle, which is... Uh, who fucking knows what it is? It's one of those crappy ones where, like, um, you have to gain men and then you have to, like, attack a crowd and your crowd has to be bigger than the crowd that you're attacking, which I thought was just the game. I just needed something mindless to play. Um, and it turns out that it's, like, a whole lot load of shit. I have to, like, build a whole town and everything. Um so I'm just diving into it every now often. It's free. It's on iOS, uh, probably on Android. Um, yeah, and I have to go around like the city itself and then defeat things and then like send my troops out. It's really random. I'm playing it at the moment. I would recommend it because it was much more than meets the eye. The advert makes it look like it's just some sort of crappy, scrolly, oh, you know, if you're going to times five your army or you're going to times two your army. Oh, now you haven't got enough army to defeat the army in front of you. I guess you do the level again. And that's what I thought it was. And it turns out it's a lot more. So, hmm. yeah, that's Total Battle. Total Battle. Probably better than that text adventure game. Listen, man, if you played it, <laughs> <laughs> I will go to bat for this game to the end of the earth. I know, I know, I know. I'm only messing. I'm only messing. Um, Josh, your game, your, your game of the week, though, no, your recommendation. That's the one. Oh, I was going to say, this is not a game, but Ooh. rather a cookie. A cookie? A cookie. <laughs> Bring it on. Oh, my God. He would not sharp about this cookie earlier. <laughs> <laughs> this this is a good cookie. Uh, we need to all go out and get it because yeah. Josh won't know the end of otherwise. Uh, it's it's in Tesco in the bakery section. I've got a new flavor of cookie, and it is caramelized biscuit with white chocolate. Caramelized biscuit for the uninformed is basically biscoff. Oh my! And then it's white chocolate. Oh my! It's a cookie, and it's one of the softest, sweetest, most biscoffy biscuits. And I loved it. Um, I was sad I was done with them because I had two and I wanted more than two. <laughs> um, but if I recommended anything that this week, it would be that cookie for sure. Damn, I was in Tesco earlier as well. That's it. It's on the list for next time. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about you though, Ross? What is your recommendation? My recommendation is a cheesecake. Um... Well, it's not necessarily a cheesecake. Are you a fan of the Dime Bar? I know yeah. exactly where this Damn is going. Damn straight. I got a Dime Bar cake today. In Tesco. And it's possibly the greatest thing I've ever put in my mouth. Uh, did you have the whole thing? 
I haven't had it all yet. I'm a quarter of the way through. I, with no shame, have done a whole cake in a day. I'm, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> it's that good. It is extraordinary. Best thing I've ever put in my mouth. And that includes that blonde that I met in Tenerife in 2018. Goodness me. That's it's just it's so soft and succulent and it just and Jesus it's crunchy Christ. and <laughs> it's too much for one podcast. Um Is this the one even... finger guns have been? It's, it wasn't twenty eighteen, it was it was way before that. I don't know why I said twenty eighteen. Um I was only twenty one at the time. Two thousand and eight, probably ten years before that, actually thinking about it. Yeah, that's probably it sounds about right. Oh, um but falls on the same day as GTA five's release. <laughs> oh mate. What a day. <laughs> um it was yeah it's it's just, it's just extraordinary and um if you find yourself in tesco I, I, I haven't seen it anywhere else but if you if you it might, it might be somewhere as well but uh yeah dime bar cheesecake was just it's it's just it's 10 out of 10 no notes it's extraordinary and it's not even yeah. that expensive last time i bought one i'm not no. allowed to buy them anymore because um they don't last long <laughs> i got it two pounds 75 today and uh you know, I just can't go wrong. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, all right, then. Well, that does bring a solemn end to this week's episode of the Thinking Arts Podcast. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, slash X, you can at F-N-G-R-G-N-S. If you want to follow us on threads, we are there also at, at finger underscore G-N-S. That's it. Um, all of our individual handles are in the description below. Except for Miles, of course, he's smart. And not on Twitter, slash X, slash Threads. If you really like what we do, want to follow our Patreon for $1 a month. $1 a month! You can keep this podcast live on its various podcast-listening services and keep the website nice and shiny. But until then, it is a solemn goodbye from Kat. Bye! It is goodbye from Josh Thompson. Goodbye, everyone. And it's goodbye from Miles Thompson. Finish him. Text adventure game. Text adventure game. He he. Better than Starfield, ladies and gentlemen. Better than Starfield. And it's goodbye from me. My name is Roscoe. Until next time, thank you very much indeed for listening. We'll see you once again on the Thinking Earth podcast next week.